Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Back to more John Chuckery. He's in the zone. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Well, it's not John Chuckery. It's Rob Tribble. I'm in a zone of indifference. This eye-rolling indifference when it comes to the... Uh, Atlanta Hawks. I'm not quite as agitated as I was when I started the show talking about the uh, 19 and 22 Hawks who lost 114-105 to the Bucks last night. First quarter pretty much sucked the Hawks. They were outscored 39-19. But as is customarily the case with the Hawks, they wake up in the second quarter, have a good third quarter, then they fall short. Sh- fall short. Short. Short in the uh, fourth quarter. So right now, at 19 and 22, the Hawks are on pace for 38 wins. Do you see a winning streak with this team? Do you see them going on a run? My God, now if they won three in a row, it'd be like the most refreshing thing ever. It seems unattainable. Well, two years ago, under Lloyd Pierce, the Hawks were sputtering and limping and lethargically matriculating their way through the season only to get hot, bring in Nate McMillan, get hot, and get all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Been diminishing returns ever since. Now, apparently, oh, here's our uh, daily John Collins trade rumor update. The Hawks and Jazz have discussed a John Collins for Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt trade. Okay. Well, guess what? Beasley, pretty good score. Vanderbilt, though, they say he chases rebounds like a golden retriever chases a tennis ball. That's the type of energy I want. And uh, they say, okay, you can describe him as an energy guy, but that might be an actual insult as to uh, how productive he is as an NBA player. I mean, he's an all-NBA defensive caliber player. Do we have any of that on the Atlanta Hawks? I'll hang up and listen. Yes, no. That would be no. How about a... Laurie Markkinen, can we get him, though, that big center? See, I thought the Jazz were going to tank this year, but they're in ninth place. They basically have the same record as the Hawks. That was the plan for the Jazz to tank. Then they started off super, super hot, right. and they were the one seed at one point. Now right. they've kind of evened Cooled out. Off. But those are some good people. Markkinen is a hell of a player. I love Markkinen. Man, and, and Vanderbilt also, very Vanderbilt, good defender. Yep. Beasley, Beasley would give you what? Beasley's a good, like, kind of three-ish and D-ish, yeah. more three than right. D kind of piece. Yeah. So, a guy that can shoot. Well, we lost Kevin Herter. Right. It'll be I, refreshing. Man, and as I said about Kevin Herter, it seems like maybe 
miscast as a guy coming off the bench. Now he's starting out with the um, Sacramento Kings, averaging about 17 points when the Hawks went out there and played him. I think he dropped 24 on him. Okay, maybe. But, see, I really like John Collins, though. That's the thing. And he can be productive, and we have the numbers where if you get him the ball, and the, well, now they're, they're 10 and 4. When he gets between 10 and 15 shots, they're 10 and 4. But if he takes too many shots, they lose. Takes too few shots, they lose. That's what it boils down to. But as typical, the case, the Hawks always kind of limp into the start of a ball game. And here's Nate McMillan came talking about urgency and the Bucks and blah, blah, blah. You know, we've had success against that team uh, this season. And uh, you knew that they were going to come out with urgency. So it's not so much uh, our guys didn't, you know, uh, come out with that urgency. Sometimes the opponent is just playing better. And I thought they, uh, they did play better. Uh, in that first half. It's like I said earlier. It's the same stuff we hear from I know Nate's probably tired of it. That's why I said, why don't we just get a hologram of Nate with these pre-produced sound bites because we hear the same ones all the time. Oh, how about this one? About what he saw on his team late in the ball game. I saw a lot of fight in our guys. Um, <laughs> you know, to be down 24 points and to fight your way back, uh, eventually take a lead. Uh, in this game, I thought uh, our guys uh, the second half came out and, uh, you know, tried to win this game. Where's the fight the entire game? That's my fundamental question with this team. Why can't it be consistent? Why? Is it on Nate? Partly. Is it on the players? Yes, it is on the players. They're the ones on the floor. Where is that? Why can't they reach deep and create that sense of urgency? That refusal to lose. And, of course, Trey out last night with flu-like symptoms. And as I mentioned earlier, it used to be the most dangerous phrase in all of sports, Michael Jordan with flu-like symptoms. Look it up. He had some of his greatest games with flu-like symptoms. I think it was the 98 NBA Finals against the Jazz, Carl Malone and John Stockton. He played with flu-like symptoms, won his final title. Now, I'm not saying... Trey was necessarily too sick to play. But I talked about this earlier, even to the point where Stake Shapiro called in because he agreed with me. It just seemed like a lot of your old school guys, and I don't want to, I guess, I guess I should just have a get off my lawn segment. But it just seemed like guys that I grew up playing with, I was so in love with the NBA in the 80s and 90s. And it kind of waned a little bit. And then when the Hawks started getting good, I started loving the NBA again. Now I'm just kind of, eh. As the Hawks go, my love for the NBA goes, it seems like nowadays. But back in the day when I was young, oh, my gosh, all those guys I got to see. I just don't see Larry Bird. I don't see Isaiah Thomas, Dr. J, Magic sitting out with flu-like symptoms. Kobe Bryant, he'd have to have an artery wound to not play a game. I mentioned earlier, Isaiah Thomas would have to have a fork sticking out of his neck, and he'd still play. And Trey sitting out because he got kicked in the calf against Brooklyn I don't want to. I don't want to minimize. I'm not in. I'm not walking in his shoes. But it just seems like from the outside looking in, a lot of guys who are quote unquote superstars. You couldn't keep him off the floor. Kobe tore his Achilles. You know what he did? He was fouled. Tore his Achilles. He went and made both foul shots and walked off. That type of instinct, that killer instinct, there lacks on this team. And I don't want to sit there and say, well, you know, back in my day, but I guess I am. 
But I'm sure there's a lot of guys in the NBA are just like that as well. Where is that? Where is your superstar saying, when you're suffering a three-game losing, you're saying, I got this. I got this. No more blown double-digit leads. No more slow starts. The second and third quarter where you apparently play better than you do, clearly better than you do, the first and the fourth, does not a game make. We just played we're flat. <laughs> okay, Nate. What do you say about um, something about, what, finishing? Something you guys We didn't did? finish. You yeah. know, they, they did a better job of finishing. Um, we got a two-point lead late in the game, and they made some uh, timely threes uh, to kind of stretch that lead to uh, eventually take the game. And yes, you do make it difficult for Giannis. It's it's uh, Okongwu seems like he's one of the. Giannis even said this. Okongwu is one of the few guys that really give me a hard time for whatever reason. The NBA is a weird thing. It's like it's all about matchups. And I've mentioned this thing before. There have been times. Well, you you have the first seed playing the eighth seed in the playoffs, and the eighth seed gives that number one seed fits because it's due to matchups. There's something favorable about the eighth seed that offsets any virtue that the first seed has. They have to scratch and claw to win. Hawks were like that when they made the playoffs the first year under Mike Budenholzer. The Pacers were the number one seed, and the Hawks stretched them to seven games. So, But like I said, Hawks and Jazz have discussed John Collins from Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt trade, and I think there's a draft pick thrown in there as well. And Vanderbilt, a potential elite NBA defensive caliber player. We could certainly use that. can score a little bit. Well, hell, why don't we put Stetson on the Falcons? <laughs> you know what? The Hawks should draft Stetson Bennett. And Stetson Bennett should also be the shortstop for the Braves. Why not? Because Stetson Bennett cured cancer, got Gilligan off the island, all the things. Stetson on the Falcons. Stetson on the Falcons. I want to hear what you have to say at 404-741-0929. Callers I took earlier, there's a certain, there's a clear frustration with this team. We had one guy call. I don't know if you got to hear it because he dropped. I had callers so fired up, we had two of them drop F-bombs. We had to dump the calls. But it was true, though. I've calmed down a bit since the, uh, since the show started because, you know, we're about three hours in and, you know, energy levels wane. I guess I just got to finish. Got to finish with urgency and finish strong, right? That's what I got to do. But it's this this franchise. We didn't finish. <laughs> this franchise has just frustrated me for decades. I'm always accused of finishing too early, <laughs> but strong, but strong, finishing strong. It's like I said, I've endured so much bad basketball, uninspiring coaching hires. I mean, we've had some. Very, very mediocre coaches in this town. The draft record was terrible for a long time. The famous one, Marvin Williams instead of Chris Paul. Sheldon Williams instead of Rudy Gay or Rondo or even J.J. Redick, who had a nice career as a shooter, right? The the one that really, and I never will forget this, because I remember when I was in high school, I really loved college basketball. It was Big East basketball. That was must-see TV, as was the ACC. And one of my favorite players outside of Mark Price was Chris Mullen at St. John's. But what do the Hawks do? Nah, we don't want Chris Mullins. Nah, we don't need Carl Malone or Joe Dumars or Detlas Shrimp. Get me John Concack. That's who I want. I mean, it's, it's absurd. 
and it seems like this team can never have any sort of prolonged success. A few division titles here and there, you know, playoff appearances because half the league makes the playoffs, and you go and you bow out meekly. I mean, you know, Steve Smith, Mookie Blaylock, those, and, and Dikembe, those teams were pretty good, but not enough, enough to really get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And you had a coach in Lenny Wilkins. He had already established his resume, won his title with Seattle. thing about Lenny Wilkins is practices didn't last that long because he had his golf clubs in the trunk. He was ready to go play golf, and that's a true story. That's a fact. Who do we have? Let's go to Gary in Stone Mountain. Hello, Gary. What's on your mind? Hey, man. Got a chance. To get, I've called in a few times. Guy, you're one of my favorites. Oh, I you appreciate you, man. Thank you. No, you are, because you remind me of myself. But anyway, a lot of things you said I totally agree with. But first thing is I I played a lot of basketball. I was borderline, like, you know, maybe Division two player, and I broke my arm when I was 19. But anyway, so I'm passionate about basketball. And, Trey, I could be him, be slap him that ends with a CH because <laughs> he, he turned into a brat. Just a complete brat, man. And I won't go to the games because of him. Because I'm like, if I got to pay my money, I don't care if you lose or play. And, you know, if he doesn't score, you don't have anything. He's very limited. And he has just turned into just a complete brat. So, and, and yeah, Nate does deserve some of the criticism because He's not willing to play some of the young guys, and I hate that they got rid of Cam Reddish. Oh, my God. The year that they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, Cam played. So he contributed in a mighty way. But anyway, thank you, man. And you guys have a good rest of the night and week. I appreciate you taking the call. Appreciate you, man. Isn't that a common refrain? Dylan, how many calls are we here tonight about a weary family? I'm a, I'm a season ticket owner. I don't know if I'm going to re-up. I'm a season ticket owner, but it's like now I just I don't necessarily feel like going to the games. All but one. Yep. There's one very optimistic guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that's a problem. And I hope Tony Ressler was listening earlier. I hope somebody with the Hawks was listening earlier. You have a fan base that is starting to feel a certain way, and they're really starting to feel a certain way about Trey. And I don't want to sit here and take personal shots at Trey. I root for Trey. I loved him coming out of college. I was like, okay, fine. Luca, go to Dallas. Trey has lost that edge because Trey has now gotten complacent because he's getting national attention. He feels like he's arrived. The urgency's gone, and he acts like he's won something, but you haven't won anything, dude. Got to grow up. Got to grow up. All right, we're going to come back, focus on something uh, positive. That would be um, that certain uh, football syndicate up in Athens, Georgia. That's next. Sports Radio, 1990 Game. Well, hell, why don't we put Stetson on the Falcons? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back to more John Chuckery. No, no, no. I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome back. Sports Radio 929 Game. Rob Triple in for uh, John Trucker. We're going to rank them at 1040. Right now, going to talk dogs. Darnell Washington, that beastly six foot seven, 270 pound tight end, has declared for the NFL. I think he's the uh, third ranked uh, tight end right now, but I think that might go a little bit higher considering his skill set, especially up. Watch what he did to uh, some certain linemen this year, basically with one shoulder and just a basic little shove. Knocks him like five yards back. So he, he was like created in a lab. So um, Darnell Washington gone to the NFL. And, of course, they're going to they're gonna lose uh, Kaylee Ringo, Jalen Carter, and uh, Christopher Smith. But this is a defense of Georgia that started seven freshmen and sophomores. They have 66 four- and five-star players on the roster. There are most teams in the country be lucky to have Three four-star guys, let alone 66 four- and five-star players on it. So, Brett Seether, the tight end, joins Irie Gilbert, another tight end, in the transfer portal. Uh, Jaheim Singletary, 
He's transferring as well because there's a lot of DBs already on that depth chart up in Athens, and you got four more guys coming from this year's signing class, some four- and five-star guys there. Defensive lineman, big old Bill Norton at 6'6", 300, redshirt sophomore. He's from Memphis. He is headed to uh, Arizona. So Georgia going for the three-peat, and we know there are no guarantees. Now, there's a sense of hyper-confidence with this fan base, of which I'm a member of the Georgia Bulldog fan base. I'm not quite as confident. Last repeat, the Gophers of Minnesota, 1933, 35, and 36. Now, Army claims three straight in 1944, 45, and 46. How could, how could Army have such great football teams when we were in the middle of World War II there? Well, the tail ended because it ended in 45. And in 1946, Notre Dame was awarded the AP title. You know who else claims a title that year? That would be the Georgia Bulldogs, who went 11-0 in 1946. They were awarded the Williamson System national title. That was a mathematical system used from 1932 to 1963. So, the biggest thing facing Georgia is the fact it's extremely difficult to win one national title. It's very difficult to win two. The notion of winning three And here's the fundamental difference, I think. Georgia trying to repeat, a lot of people are thinking, well, this team's going to be complacent, this, that, and the other. Well, you had, what, 15 guys drafted, mostly from that defense. So guys that started this year played sparingly last year, if at all. So Kirby Smart basically told them, you guys didn't win it. It's the guys that have left to go play on Sunday. So complacency wasn't necessarily an issue. But as I mentioned, though, When you've got seven freshmen and sophomores that started on defense this year, that means they're coming back. This is where complacency could be an issue. Kirby said that complacency started to kind of seep in to the consciousness a little bit, but through his will and the leadership on that team, it didn't happen. Next year could be a different thing. Now you've won two. Now you were college football royalty. Now you were getting slaps on the back, telling you how great you are. You're getting some perks up there in Athens, too, because of how great you are. Georgia has to avoid the cliched notion of complacency, thinking they can just show up and win next year. But I'm telling you, though, that schedule they have is just embarrassing. The first four weeks, you got Tennessee Martin coming in, followed by Ball State. Then you play a South Carolina team that could be a tough out. Spencer Rattler's coming back. South Carolina finished on a high note. I mean, especially beating Clemson in the rivalry game. But then, after that, so you have UT Martin to start the season, then Ball State, then you have South Carolina, and then UAB comes to Athens. That's embarrassing. That schedule should not be allowed. That's not going to fire up your fan base. I mean, there's such a precious few amount of college football games, especially on campus because everything's at neutral sites now. It just kind of takes the luster out of the whole thing. We need more glamour matchups, certainly. But there's a hyper-confidence going on in Bulldog Nation, and sure, you know, it's, it's great. It's, a, it's such a, a wonderful feeling. I mean, we, we had to sit there and endure Ray Goff and Jim Don and the mediocrity there. Mark Rick not quite getting to the pinnacle of success, always falling a little bit short. Then you bring in Kirby, and there are reservations about him because he'd never been a head coach before. And now we see what has happened. And waited 40 years for a title. Now you're back-to-back. So 
you're going to start feeling really good about yourself. But guess what? And I'm not going to – I think this is actually a thing. You saw who was on the set for the a half game party. It was David Pollock, Nick Saban, and the other cast of characters. David Pollock sitting right next to Nick Saban, and he said this. And, and George, obviously, you've seen in the past couple seasons now, really – They've taken hold of college football. They've done an unbelievable job. Uh, this is a young football team. This isn't an old football team with a bunch of guys losing. Now, listen, the NFL can take its chunk out of any team, but. Nick Saban sitting right next to him, and they isolated on him. People have. They've done little screen grabs. You saw a cold reptilian-type venom brewing within him. I guarantee you. But the rat poison that you put out there this week was yummy. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you sleep on Nick Saban at your own peril. David Pollack just took 13 years off of Nick Saban's age. George is going to face, and I don't think Nick Saban's energy has waned any bit whatsoever, but I think it's going to be even more so. Having that said to him, being the competitor he is, I'm not underestimating that. I'm not underestimating that. Alabama also had the top recruiting class in the country. Oh, he's going to coach those dudes harder than they've ever been coached in their life. That galvanized Nick Saban. All your elite competitors look for any slight whatsoever, either, re either real or imagined. What did Georgia? Georgia had this imaginary slight this year. Well, a lot of people thought we were going to go 7-5. and five. I couldn't find one publication, one pundit anywhere that said Georgia would go 7-5. and five. But that's what your elite competitors do. They find some slight, they exaggerate it, and that fuels them. That puts a chip on your shoulder. Nick Saban now has a chip on both shoulders. I guarantee you we will look back on that moment. I think Alabama wins it next year. I don't think Georgia's three-peating. I want them to. I'm sure Georgia will probably get to the SEC championship game, but not necessarily any guarantees. Now, I don't know what Tennessee's going to do without Hendon Hooker. I know they got that one quarterback with a good arm, clearly. I don't know how accurate he is. Is he going to be able to command the offense and be as effective as Hendon Hooker? But the raw talent's there. Spencer Rattler had a good season at South Carolina. They got better and better as the season went on. They've got good players, too. If you don't think for one second – the South Carolina can't waltz into Athens and beat Georgia. You're sadly mistaken. It's happened before many times. I know this is a new era with Kirby Smart and everything else, but I just think there might be some losses next year. They got to go up to uh, Neyland Stadium. That place is going to be every bit as electric as that Saturday afternoon in Athens when Georgia just tormented and toyed with Tennessee. No guarantees whatsoever. In complacency, that's the thing. And there's another thing that kind of concerns me about Kirby. The fact he mentioned, there's been little telltale things here and there indicating perhaps burnout and frustration. Now, before the championship game, he and Sonny Dykes were basically asked about the early signing period, and they both said, well, hell, we, we don't have lives now. And, Dylan, what would you say the other night? Kirby's got all that money, but he doesn't have any time to spend it. <laughs> he can buy that boat, but he's never going to be able to ride on it, basically. Says he has no life whatsoever. That's indicative of the notion of burnout or getting sick of it. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying there's seeds planted. Another thing he said, 
And he said this uh, after the uh, championship game. He said the night before the championship game, he texted his wife saying, you know, I haven't always been a great husband or, or, or a great father because all my time is devoted to this. You combine that with we have no life. Combine that with the fact that uh, June of the COVID year, he actually considered resigning because of the frustrations. And he's very well aware, and he's also talked about the notion of work-life balance. A lot of people talk about that. He has none. How long can he maintain this? And with all the new realities of college football, with the NIL and the transfer portal, you know, it's, it's chaotic. Although they're trying to crack down on the transfer portal, limit the number of times you can transfer unless you have some extenuating circumstances, if not outstanding circumstances. It could be injury, mental health issue, assault, abuse, sexual assault, all those things. But other than that, you're not going to see guys transferring every year, the same guy transferring three and four times. They're trying to put the kibosh on that, and as they should. And number one, those guys actually are doing themselves a disservice because you actually do look like an unstable flake if anything else. A little bit of adversity, I got to go. Now, sometimes, of course, it's okay. Like Singletary transferring from Georgia goes, well, I'm never going to see the field with this room full of DBs. That's understandable. So you transfer once, that's fine. But if you keep transferring like a Tate Martell and how ridiculous he was, it actually, ironically enough, it doesn't cast you in a favorable light when it comes to uh, NFL evaluators and scouts and, and GMs and coaches, they're going to say, well, why the hell are you transferring so much? It does. It makes you erratic, undependable, unstable, and you actually hurt yourself by doing that. And trust me, they know that, and they will question you on it. And I, I brought this up the other night, and I don't have any bearing on this. The last time I talked to Kirby Smart in person, I talked to him several times, he was a player under Jim Donnan. So I don't know. But I'm just going by what he has said, though. The notion of uh, we have no life. I texted my wife talking about how I haven't always been a good father and husband because I'm doing this all the time. As for work-life balance, I have none. And he also threatened to resign June of the COVID year due to all those frustrations. So it seems like would Kirby ever entertain the notion of going to the NFL because the NFL is so much different. In college, when you're a coach, you were pulled 10,000 different ways. You have to deal with alumni, boosters, the administration. You have to go out and, and do the uh, what I call the rubber chicken circuit where you have to address different booster clubs. You have to do your coaches show, all these things. But in the NFL, when you're a coach, guess what? You don't have to worry about all that. You have to worry about coaching. I'm not saying they still put in their, their hours, trust me. But it seems like as a college coach, you have to work 28 hours a day. As an NFL coach, maybe 23, if you know what I mean. And I wonder if that will be an attractive option for Kirby within the next couple of years. Because I'm seeing little telltale signs of burnout creeping in. And now that you've won two in a row, if he wins a third in a row, it depends on is his ultimate goal to catch up with Nick Saban. And at the expense of what? His health and well-being? I mean, seriously. I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. It's just a interesting landscape, what it takes to be a college coach, let alone a very successful one with a couple of national titles. And uh, how much will that fire burn if he uh, gets a third one? 
Will he be looking for another challenge? I'm, like I'm saying, I'm not trying to push Kirby to the NFL. I'm just going by some of the subtle things he has says that indicates that maybe burnout could be an issue in a couple of years. But it remains to be seen. But as for next year, you've got 75% of your roster back. Carson Beck, the quarterback, has, has a lot of talent. All he has to worry about is being Carson Beck, and I hope he doesn't have to worry about being Stetson Bennett. Just be yourself. Don't be nobody else. Just be yourself. We're going to come back and rank them and then close this thing out. Sports Radio 1990 Game. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Attention, adoring fans. Back to more John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Well, this is sad. Lisa Marie Presley has died of a heart attack at the age of uh, 54. Who's that? Lisa Marie Ple- Presley, Elvis's daughter. Mm. Pastor, a lot of lot of people prematurely dying of heart attacks. Yeah, crazy stuff. All right, let's uh, let's let's lift people up though. After that bad news, let's rank right. them, shall we? All right. You know we got to start with our national days triple. <laughs> Only four today, so we will rank all four. National Pharmacist Day. National Curried Chicken Day, National Kiss a Ginger Day, Day, <laughs> Lip Mike, <laughs> and National Marzipan Day. Now, do you know what Marzipan or Marzipan have, is? Marzipan, yeah, what is that? Marzipan is a ready-to-eat sweet treat traditionally found in confectionery shops across Europe. Okay, Marzipan looks kiss like a, a Cuba. Cuba sugar type thing. I don't know what it tastes like. I never had it. You know, the interesting thing about uh, Ginger's is uh, Prince Harry came out with a sub. He's been on this attention-seeking tour for a little while now. Right. And uh, what he said was, Prince Harry says he was bred to provide spare organs to Brother William. Oh, my gosh. I say get on with it then. (laughs) (laughs) Not get on with it then. Marzipan, kiss of ginger, curry chicken. And National Pharmacist Day. Well, I got a big problem with big pharma. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> holistic natural remedies out there. There, there are. So there they're are clearly, indeed. I'm not even going to rank them. Farm, big pharma's off of it. There you go. <laughs> curry chicken is one. Okay. Marzipan, two. Kiss of ginger, three. There we go. There you go. Yeah. All right. I love it. Okay. Did you see the video? It's on Twitter. Of Coach we played last night, the head coach we played last night, his team, and Coach Bud and the Milwaukee Bucks. Post-game, I believe it was, there was a video that surfaced 
on the interwebs and social media of him getting handed a bottle of water. I think it was Dasani. I don't I don't think it was labeled, but Coach Bud took a sip of the bottle of water. He immediately made a stank, nasty face like he just had the worst thing in the world, like he tasted the worst thing in the world. Wow. He closed it, handed it right back. And I, I can't remember if he said this water should be illegal or not or something like that. I don't know if he actually said that. I didn't watch the video. I just saw it. Um, I didn't, like, click on it so the sound will pop up. But, yes. So, with that, rank these waters and, you know, the, the brand of waters. Dasani, right. Aquafina, Smart Water, and Deer Park. Rank them. Okay. Dasani, Aquafina, Deer Park. And Smart Water. And Smart Water. You know, so funny, my, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend, she might be listening right now. Uh-huh. She's a big tap water person. Oh, yeah. She grew okay. up in Florida drinking that nasty-ass water. There'd be things floating <laughs> in it. She loves it. Oh, man. She likes tap water. Just put a little ice in it. It'll kill everything. No, she don't want even ice. She just oh, wants wow. Some, yeah, she wants Straight up. Room temperature, crunchy water. That's what Ooh, she loves. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Smart Water 1, uh-huh. Deer Park 2, Dasani 3, and Aquafina 4. Okay. Now, one of those, there's some water out there. I can't remember which. It's not one of these brands. It tastes kind of uh, almost like salt water. There's a sodium content in it I don't like. Huh. I don't know. I've, I've never had that brand. I'm still thinking, though, bottled water might be the biggest sham ever. Yeah. They're all just pulling out tap water. Yeah. Maybe if you're up in the Colorado mountains and the Rocky Mountains, you're getting good water. But I, I think it's the biggest sham. Who would have ever thought, the most brilliant person ever, we can make people buy water out of the bottle? That's go. right. We can just sell it to them as it's more filtered. Yes. It's better for you. Oh, yes. There are not oh, all the nice. minerals in it. Yep. And we'll just sell it like that. But really, it's just tap water. I got admit, though, my girl's kind of, I'm okay with the tap water now, too. She's kind of a. Uh, yeah. I, I'm the same way. More, I used to. All primal existence, I guess. I used to only drink bottled water. water and then uh, Simone, uh, my girlfriend, she she drinks just tap water. And again, most of the time, she doesn't even want ice in it. She just drinks water out of the tap. And now I'm like, you know what? Who says, why Why do I have to be bougie and, and only drink bottled water? I'm going to drink tap water. Well, the thing water is, too. though, they put so much uh, fluoride in that water, it destroys yeah. your pineal gland, your your third eye, your pineal yeah. gland, which enables you to embrace that which is spiritual, not necessarily seen or heard yeah. on this mortal coil. Right. But I digress. What's the next one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in honor of National Curried Chicken Day, we are going to rank prepared chickens or how how prepared chicken or how do you how you like your chicken prepared oh, so okay curry chicken fried chicken barbecue chicken or grilled chicken or grilled so we have grilled barbecued fried curry yes being a sensible southern boy fried chicken one that's got to be it right Barbecue chicken two, okay. Grilled three and curried four. Although I like curry chicken though. Curry chicken is very good. You can't go wrong with any of those. But no. As a self-respecting Southern man, going to go fried chicken <laughs> first. There you go. All right. The playoffs do start on Saturday, Rob Triple. Yes, they do. You were actually talking about it earlier. I and, was. And uh, the potential Super Bowl matchups that they've been ranked and whatnot. Right. So, how would you rank these Super Bowl matchups? From you want to watch this one and you'll be on the edge of your seat the whole time to I really don't want to see the Super Bowl matchup. Chiefs-Eagles, Bills-Eagles, Bengals-49ers, or Bills-49ers. How do you rank those? 
I like all these, actually. But I think the um, 49ers have won 10 in a row. you yes. got to think that they're going to come back to earth somehow, so I don't even think they're going to be part of the equation. Okay. I would like to see Bills-Eagles. Bills-Eagles would be two, a good one. The two, apparently, but if Jalen Hurts is completely healthy, though, his shoulder, if that's yeah. an issue. His shoulder's still bothering him. I'm, I, I, mean, I saw a tweet today that said his shoulder's probably not going to be 100% yeah. next week. Just shoot him up with narcotics. He'll be yeah. ready to play. That's the way to do <laughs> that's it. That's right. Okay, so uh, moving on to the next one. We've been talking a lot about the Atlanta Hawks and how they've been infuriating and just downright oh, no, no, bad. No, no, no. What did they turn to me? The Hawks have turned me into a house cat. <laughs> Declawed, broken spirited. It's an indifferent Declawed. eye roll that I'm looking at. I don't even have their they're too they're not interesting <laughs> enough to be angry at. That's what it boils down to. Okay. So how does your broken spirit <laughs> rank these uh, teams, these native teams, these local teams, as far as who will bounce back the fastest. The Hawks, Georgia Tech football, Atlanta United, who has obviously taken a little bit of a dip, or the Atlanta Falcons. From they'll bounce back the fastest to they, it might be a while before they win so and start Falcons, winning again. So Falcons, Hawks, Tech, United. Yes. Oh, definitely. Falcons, emphatic number one. Yep. Georgia Tech, number two, eight okay. wins, eight, nine wins in a bowl yeah, game next year. I believe it. Atlanta United, ugh, I don't know. It seems like they're in the doldrums now. <laughs> I'll put the Hawks three if they hire the former Boston coach who uh, slept with that uh, consensually. <laughs> right. Slept with a staff member. Yep. He should not be banned from the league forever. The Duke and coach. Ime so Yudoka. He just wants to be loved like the rest of us. That's right. So it's going to be Falcons 1, Tech 2, Hawks 3, Atlanta United 4. Rob Tribble, you're still a pretty athletic guy. You, I am. You, you, you play in a, in a baseball league. I am. So, besides, because I know you since you already take part in this, um, hitting a baseball is not going to be in this in this rankum. Yeah. Better chance to do this for a million dollars. How would you rank these? Okay. Score a basket in the NBA to score two points. But it has to be a back. It can't be free throws. It has to be a field goal. Okay. Score a goal in Major League Soccer. Oh. Complete a pass in the NFL. Score a goal in the NHL. What? Which? which oh, out of those four, from from <laughs> from, I could do this easily. To I don't know. NHL four. That's them? the hardest one, yeah. man. Uh, complete a pass. Score a. Wait, score a goal in soccer. Yep. Score a goal in the MLS. I'd or, be a better keeper. I'd be a really good keeper. By yeah. the way. Okay, I will go complete a pass one because I can throw and I yeah. I could you can just sling block it around. for me. Block for me. I can hit you on a little post route. Right. So uh, complete a pass one. Score in the NBA two. Just leave me alone. Yeah. If I can, I can get an isolated open look two. Right. A goal in soccer three. NHL four. So there we go. There you go. Okay. We have been talking a lot about the playoffs, and so we're going to keep the playoff talk rolling here a little bit. So, first, who has the better chance of being upset in this uh, wild card weekend? I'll give you two NFC and two AFC teams. Cowboys, Vikings, Chargers, Bills. Out of those four teams, how uh, how would you rank uh, them from could be upset the most to they're not not losing? Chargers, Bills, for uh, one being the most likely? Yes. I'm going to put the Cowboys and Vikings at 1 and 1A. Yeah. Because Cowboys <laughs> are turning the ball over, and we know what the Vikings are. They, right. they seem to be the most 
fraudulent double-digit win team For in sure. NFL history. Cowboys, Vikings, uh, Bills three. No, Bills two, then the Chargers. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Chargers most likely to get upset. Right, right, right. All right. So, we know there's a lot of turnover in the NFL. There is. I'm going to do AFC as one. I'm going to do NFC as another. These AFC teams that could make the playoffs next year, how would you rank them with the the mo, uh, the highly chance to make the playoffs to least likely? Steelers, Raiders, Broncos, Jets. Steelers, Raiders, Broncos, Jets. <laughs> Most likely to make the playoffs next year, least likely to make the playoffs Well, Woody, next year. the Jets owner, came out and said quarterback is our number one priority. Yeah. They have the defense. That's Seemed like point. they had a pretty good coach in Robert Solomon. Mm. Steelers most likely. They did go 9-8. Broncos second most likely because they do have a defense, and Russell Wilson yeah. ain't done. It's just been a weird year, and he's turned out to be a weird dude, a corny dude, but still. <laughs> Steelers one, Broncos two. I'll say Jets three, and then the Raiders. The Raiders. Because like you said about the Jets, I do like that defense. That defensive yeah. line is beastly. Okay, now moving on to the NFC. The Falcons, the Commanders, the Lions, and the Bears. Falcons, Commanders, Lions, Bears. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Falcons won, yes, emphatic, because that's my optimism for the Falcons. Right. Lions have two number one draft picks this year. I think Dan Campbell's established a culture there. They're two. Commanders, three. The Bears will find a way to screw it up and uh, leave Justin Fields without the tools he needs. He's going to be running for his life next year and running effectively and shorten his career due to the beating he's going to take. They'll draft a they'll draft Bijan Robinson with the number one overall pick with no offensive they'll line. Do something, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, we've been talking a lot about the Georgia Bulldogs too, the back-to-back national champions. Yep. We've been talking a lot about it's going to be hard to three-peat and how. Yes, it will. David Pollock may, may have uh, awakened a sleeping giant in Nick Saban. I so, agree with that emphatically. Besides the Alabama Crimson Tide and Nick Saban, who will be the biggest threat to the Georgia Bulldogs doing a three-peat next year? Will it be the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Michigan Wolverines, the University of Southern Carolina, um, Carolina California Trojans, or the Clemson Tigers? Lincoln Riley, as great of a coach he is with a three Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks, for some reason he cannot put a defense together. He cannot not find the right coordinator. So then go out and score 70 points, they'll give up 72. I'll put USC at number four as least likely. Michigan at three. OSU at two. I think Clemson. I think Dabo bounces back. There you go. Dabo's also a little pissed off, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, last one for you, Rob. The worst pet to have (laughs) a monkey a bird a snake and i'm gonna put tiger in here too just because we see that it's real because of tiger king people do have tigers out here. all right (laughs) Hmm. monkey bird snake tiger so number one being the least desirable yes the worst pets you could possibly have ah the monkey's gonna throw feces at you and if it's a chimpanzee, it can rip your face off. Yeah, monkeys are wild. I'm thinking out loud. Bird. I'll, I'll, I'll go um, the most unattractive snake. Yeah, I hate snakes. Uh, love tigers, gorgeous animal, unpractical. Monkey three, then bird fourth. I'd, I'd take the bird. 
bird than maybe monkey if it's a nice monkey. The worst the bird would do is just mock you. Yeah, it'd mock you. Right. I love the story of the bird that uh, with um, with Siri kept ordering itself treats. Yeah. I told you about <laughs> that. That is hilarious. Like that is genius treats. by the bird, though. The bird is genius. So there we have it, yes. That's a rankum. I, I like that's a That was a fine rankum tonight, my friend. Thank you, my good sir. All right, we're wrapping it up. I can leave now, can I? You are free to go. And I'm off tomorrow. Are we working Monday, MLK Day? Are we here for that? I do not believe so, no. Wow, okay. I, yeah, no, I don't think we are. I guess I'll be, I back, double in this, check. I'll be back in this chair Tuesday. Chuckery's due back in a couple of weeks now, so fear not. Endure me for a little while longer. The next thing you know, your Lord and Savior, John Chuckery, will be back in this seat. Good night, everybody. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.